The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that shines a light on the big and bizarre moments of history. I'm Gabe Lusier, and today we're talking about one of the most infamous sports superstitions of all time, the dreaded Curse of the Billy Goat. The day was October 6, 1945. William Cyanus allegedly put a curse on the Chicago Cubs after he and his pet goat were ejected from Wrigley Field. The so-called curse of the billy goat was widely believed to be the cause of the team's 108-year championship losing streak, and although Cyanus passed away in 1970, the legend of his curse and its supposed effects lived on. The story begins in 1934, when Greek immigrant William Cyanus bought the Lincoln Tavern on Chicago's West Madison Street. One day, not long after, a goat jumped off a passing truck and found its way into the bar. Amused by this random occurrence, Cyanus adopted the goat and named him Murphy. The animal eventually became the bar's beloved mascot, with Cyanus growing a goatee to look more like him and even renaming his business the Billy Goat Tavern. The unusual theming turned out to be good for business, and Cyanus, being a shrewd entrepreneur, was quick to capitalize on it with a series of promotional stunts. His most notorious came in 1945, when the Chicago Cubs were playing the World Series against the American League's Detroit Tigers. Cyanus had a special banner made for the occasion, which read, we got Detroit's goat. Then he bought two tickets to Game 4 of the series, draped the banner over Murphy's body, and set off for Wrigley Field with the goat by his side. There are two commonly told versions of what happened next. The first is that Cyanus and Murphy were turned away at the stadium gate by Cubs president P.K. Wrigley, who reportedly objected to the animal's noxious odor. 
Other sources, however, claim that the tavern owner and his bearded companion were allowed into the ballpark after Cyanus pointed out that the tickets didn't specifically bar goats from entry. But then, after several complaints to the ushers about the animal's strong smell, they were kicked out anyway. In either case, according to the tavern's website, a furious Cyanus, quote, threw up his arms and exclaimed, The Cubs ain't gonna win no more. The Cubs will never win a World Series so long as the goat is not allowed in Wrigley Field. The bar owner's jinx seemed to take hold right away, as even though the Cubs had entered Game 4 up 2-1, they went on to lose the 45 series to Detroit in Game 7. After the loss, Cyanus supposedly sent a telegram to P.K. Wrigley asking, Who stinks now? It's worth noting that although the goat incident at the ballpark was reported in 1945, there wasn't any mention of a curse until about a decade later. By that point, the Cubs were deep into their championship drought, and since the team hadn't won a season since Murphy was expelled from the stadium, some sports writers began to wonder if Cyanus had cursed the team out of spite. The tavern owner quickly confirmed their suspicion, and he and his family have stuck to that story ever since. But whether Cyanus actually jinxed the team, or just knew good publicity when he saw it, is anybody's guess. What we know for certain is that the Billy Goat Tavern became a Chicago institution after all the curse talk took off. In 1964, the watering hole moved to its current location, and later spawned a chain of other spots all across town. The legend of the Billy Goat curse proved even better for business than the goat itself, and the Cyanus family, which still owns the bar today, has made sure to keep it going. That said, there doesn't seem to be any ill will between the tavern and the cubs. In fact, the family has spearheaded multiple stunts over the years in an effort to reverse the curse. The first came from William Cyanus himself, who in 1950 wrote a letter to the Wrigleys offering to lift the curse in exchange for an apology. P.K. Wrigley gladly obliged, but alas, the curse remained in effect. Another attempt was made in 1984 when Cubs manager Dallas Green invited Cyanus's nephew, Sam, to march across the field with a goat during a pregame ceremony. Once again, though, the Cubs continued to lose year after year. It was the same story in 1994 and 1997 when other members of the Cyanus family also walked goats across the field to no avail. Cubs fans tried a different tack in 2015. Instead of honoring a goat, they devoured one as part of an eating competition hosted at a Chicago restaurant. The 40-pound animal was consumed in just 14 minutes, but shockingly, it didn't seem to improve the Cubs' performance. Finally, on November 2, 2016, the goat curse was broken at last when the Chicago Cubs claimed their first World Series victory since 1908. They narrowly defeated the Cleveland Indians 8-7 in the 10th inning of the series' 7th game. The win marked the end of the longest title drought in Major League Baseball history, and Cubs manager Joe Madden was eager to make clear that it was time to put the curse behind them. The burden has been lifted, he said in a press conference. It should have never been there in the first place, I don't think, but now we can move forward. Decades of coordinated efforts to remove the curse had all failed, leading many to question whether the curse was ever real to begin with. 
The answer may seem obvious to more skeptical listeners, but it is tough to rationalize a century-long losing streak. Still, there are some possible explanations for the Cubs' record-setting drought that don't involve magical thinking. For instance, the Chicago Cubs drag their feet on racial integration, cutting themselves off from a pool of non-white talent all through the 1940s and 50s, while integrated teams such as the Brooklyn Dodgers and the Cleveland Indians claim title after title. Another potential contributor to the team's long string of bad luck is people's belief in the goat curse, rather than the curse itself. Ironically, the very idea of the curse may have unconsciously affected the team's performance, kind of like a placebo effect. If Cubs players truly thought their team was cursed, they may have lost confidence and focus, believing that they were doomed to fail no matter what. As for what finally broke the pattern in 2016, it's tough to say. It could be that the team simply had an exceptionally strong crop of players that year, or that their opponents had an off day of their own, or it could have been down to sheer luck. There's one more option, though, that's worth considering a statistical phenomenon called regression to the mean. The basic idea is that in any event where luck is involved, extreme outcomes are likely to be followed by more moderate ones. So on a long enough timeline, a team that traditionally wins will eventually lose, and a team that traditionally loses will eventually win. Of course, 108 years is an unusually long time for that reversal of fortune to kick in, so maybe the Cubs' long-overdue win would have happened a lot sooner, if not for the curse of the Billy Goat. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about baseball history today than you did yesterday. If you have a second and you're so inclined, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, that's always appreciated. Or you can get in touch directly by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again soon for another day in history class. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.